Flying Coach is back for a second season. Peter Schrager and Rams head coach Sean McVay are joined by guests from around the sports and entertainment world. They're discussing the latest NFL news, telling stories from their careers, and breaking down games from their unique perspectives. Check out Flying Coach Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hello. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> Welcome to the Dave Chang Show. Answer like a answer like the telephone, Dave. Just be like, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? I actually was thinking about this the other day. This is where where my brain is at. I can't even remember the introduction. It just stopped working. I was like, I know. I say hello. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast well, Network. You don't say hello. You start off with welcome. Do, do I say part of the Ringer Podcast Network? But do I then, presented by? Oh, presented by Major Domain Media. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember that. I literally couldn't remember that. You say hello, and I say, uh, hi, can I speak to Dave, please? And then you say, this is he. <laughs> Welcome to the Dave Chang Show. If you wanted to know where my mental state is at. Hold on. You've done, what, 150 of these episodes? I am not at least? kidding you. This is where my mind is, like, working. I can't remember. I was like, where does Major Domain Media fit in? <laughs> I couldn't remember the word. And I refused I refused to actually like Google it or to like listen to a podcast because I was like, I have to remember this. And I couldn't remember mm-hmm. it, which is why I actually, I swear to God, maybe it's I'm concussed or something. Uh, well, luckily, you don't really have to remember anything this episode. We're just going to read some listener submitted questions. Can, can, I, can I just tell you one thing? My mom just showed up. We're in between houses, and that's why I'm in Wyoming right now. Um, it's not really holiday. Because we'll, we'll be back in Los Angeles when we can move in. But uh, we thought it'd be a good opportunity to see my mom, who I've not seen in 16, 17 months. And uh, she's worse for wear. I think all the chemo's kicking her ass, but she's such a trooper. She's here. And she's, you know, she's in a more fragile state. But goddamn, I love Korean moms. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not only was I not able to be on the car ride, but I guess right when she sat down, Hugo extended his hand to hold her Aww. hand the entire car trip home. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. I was like, nobody told him to do that. He just did it. Oh my God. Yes. And then I, I, I feed them. I feed them the chili that uh, will appear in the recipe club episode sometime in the near distant future. And my mom disappears and she can barely move quickly. So like I catch up with her and she's like, I have, I, I, she starts to lug out her giant suitcase that she brought. And you know that scene in Minari 
which is why it's like a real movie to me where the grandmother comes and unloads her suitcase and it's it's got all kinds of shit in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Not clothes, not toiletries, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like provisions. So uh, I took a video, I think I'll post on social media because <laughs> it was just too funny. I was like, this is just life. There's uh, gochujang, there's dangjang, there's kim, there's miskaru, there's... I don't know, a bunch of other powders I don't know, herb, dried herbs that I have no idea, a vegetable peeler. Just in case you <laughs> didn't have one? And a belt. She got me a belt. <laughs> and, 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 and underwear. She got me underwear and she got Hugo underwear. And oh, I said, God, God damn you, mom. This is Korean mom at, a, at its very best. And her luggage was full of, not of her clothes, but of a bizarre assortment of kitchen tools, things to hold my pants up, and (laughs) and kimchi and all kinds of things. And I mean, I don't know. That's love, man. Chris, do your parents do anything like this when they visit? Yeah, I mean, I don't get the essentials, but I get like, yeah, their bags are always full of stuff, mostly for the kids. Last time around, last time around, I got like a giant bag of durian cakes that I don't even like. I don't know why I got a full bag of this. Or it'll be like, hey, remember nine months ago we were talking about dried squid? I brought you 36 pounds of it. It's just like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Did the durian cake smell? Yeah, the durian cake smell. It smelled terrible. And then sometimes they bring stuff for like my, my uh, are, are Grace's parents there too, Dave? Not yet. Yeah. Sometimes my parents will come and see Jamie's parents and my mom will just bring all of this shit she bought it like, the grocery store for Jamie's mom. <laughs> just like, this is just coconut milk. Why did you bring this? <laughs> like, she but can I buy this like anywhere. <laughs> maybe, I, I don't know if Chinese parents do this as much or other Asian parents, but I do know that Korean grandmoms do this. A giant luggage full of stuff they got at like, like it was a, like a dollar store, yeah. but it was the biggest dollar store anyone's ever seen. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, mom, I'm more perplexed. How did she decide on this crazy, yeah. eclectic group of things? I, I don't know. But Isaac knows this is a Korean thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a Korean thing. I remember last time I went to Korea, my mom sent me back with a bunch of packages of like, soups like stews that i can just kind of like pop in into a bowl and then and then uh, make myself i'm like i can buy this in los angeles they export this to la and she was like no 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 no. you're taking this with you yeah it's some kind of food complex it's yeah. you have to give your brood some sort of food to eat now do you think you're gonna do this dave will you do this when hugo is an adult grace already says i already do what my mom does I buy too much food, I cook too much food, and I hoard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, what? whenever I talk about my mom's hoarding, food hoarding, she's like, um, what are you talking about? You are exactly <laughs> like her. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, oh my God, yes, I am. <laughs> you know, yeah. Dave, it's called a grocery store, and you can go there mm-hmm. every other day, just buy what you need. Like, You're like, oh, you don't know yeah. that. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. And then, listen, the grocery store was out of milk. And I told her, mm-hmm. I was like, you see, I told you I should have bought more milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's you a legitimate conversation I have evidence. with Chris. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you want to guide us through some 
Ask Dave questions here. Hell yeah. We'll jump right in with um, Derek Shin, who asks, oh, this question makes is crazy, and I chose this because I don't know what he's talking about. Sorry, Derek Shin. Hi, guys. What is your strategy to devouring burgers slash sandwiches? Do you save the middle for last where all the accoutrement is perfectly aligned, or do you go straight for the jugular? Is that a thing? Do people eat around the edges of a sandwich or burger and then eat the middle? Is this a thing? Derek? Is this a call for help? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What does that mean? Does you, what you does this mean? I, this is the most perplexing thing I've ever heard of. How else are you supposed to eat a sandwich other than go right in? If you have like a round burger, I guess he's saying that, you know, the interior toppings and ingredients don't always line up, right? So you might get a bite that's just lettuce, tomato, onion, or you might get a bite that's just meat. And the middle has all of them combined. But the idea that I would take a circular burger and eat around the perimeter. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's insane. <laughs> no, usually I, I eat my way through it like a like a chipmunk. <laughs> and then and then the next thing is like it's a little bit like licking an ice cream cone. Not that I'm a huge fan of that either, but it's like, oh, if I don't take a bite over there, it's gonna become unwieldy. So you mm-hmm. you know, you're you're like pruning the burger you're as pruning. you're going. Yep, yeah. but, but like you prune, <laughs> you keep on pruning until like I have to take a bigger bite here mm-hmm. in the center mm-hmm. because then it's going to fall out. And I don't want that to happen. So you take a, mu- a much larger bite yeah. than you might normally do. And that's usually how I eat it. It's, it's, and honestly, I eat them pretty fast. So maybe it's not, <laughs> it's like two bites, three bites. I mean, I'm not like, a, like nibbling my way around like, like I'm ratatouille or something like this. I mean, like, no, 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 no. Like, I think you got to go big bites, like your jaws. You just bite the bite that presents itself. You know, sometimes you like have an There's overhang. There's nothing better than like, biting. A- yeah, than taking a huge bite out of a friend's sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, can I have a bite of that? Yeah. I don't know if Hugo. Hugo's probably not old enough for this, but I've already been uh, chastised by my daughter for the size of my bites when I take a bite of her food. It's always like small bite, small bite, smaller, 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 smaller. <laughs> okay, that's just such a dad thing. He already does that to me when I. When we share a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> Small bites. He's like, what are you doing? Fatty. That's what get he's it, thinking. Get your own bowl. Yeah, I don't sorry, Derek Shin. I don't understand. I guess I guess this method you're talking about is like apropos of our last dad's episode, he's like hungry caterpillaring this. Just like a hole uh, straight through the middle. Yeah. Derek, do us a favor. Send us a video yeah. of you eating this. And if you don't mind. When you send it to us, you forego all rights to your, <laughs> your name and likeness and image. Yeah, if we, especially animation and theme park rights. If we, yeah. uh, if we decide to create a, a, a and all uh, future ideas that you own, <laughs> go and have your attorneys draw that up and send that to us. Yeah. Thank you, retainer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it's like a sandwich where there's crust, I would understand the circular no. method. No. Oh my god, what are you talking about? Like people do like eat the crust first and then dive into the middle of things. No, the but- only thing that's more upsetting is when I see a club sandwich, a triple ducker club sandwich, and somebody eating it deconstructed, like mm-hmm. taking off half. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, I could understand if they were four slices of bread, but yeah. it's three slices of bread. Yeah. What are mm-hmm. you doing? Mm-hmm. There are people like that that exist in this world. Right. So there's one sandwich that has two slices and then one sandwich that's just an open face sandwich. It makes no sense. It, it's too t- too tall. Club yeah. sandwich. 
God bless the club sandwich. Truly. So good. Three slices of bread and a sandwich in generally. I love it. Uh, Josh Kaplan writes, Hi, Dave. Is there any food stuff that you love so much you do not hold it accountable to be excellent? For me, that's egg rolls. I have no standard. They are all good. Hospital (laughs) egg rolls, airplane (laughs) egg rolls, prison egg rolls, never had. Frozen egg rolls, small egg rolls. I love them. I love them all. Does this exist for you? I think, yes. Pizza, 1A. Mm. 1B being chicken nuggets. But I think, again... I've only been in public school when I was a child, but I do remember the public school chicken nuggets were the only chicken nuggets I refused to ever eat because they were absolutely terrible. So really, <laughs> I can actually recall yeah. the one time I've never, I've refused chicken nuggets. And that is the public school system, Fairfax County, Virginia, circa mid 1980s to early 90s. California rolls. I have pretty low standards Ooh. for a California roll. I'll eat, I'll eat a grocery store to California be fair, roll. Can you really mess that up? Sure. How? There's not much to mess up. Yeah, I mean, you can do a poor job, but yeah, the ceiling is pretty low. The floor is very, very low for me on that. Very high. And then uh, what else? What else is there? I think that this fucking egg roll, I think he's pretty spot on with this egg roll thing, though. Like it's hard to deny an egg roll in any circumstance. Just a fried egg roll, my god! Can someone? What's the difference between all the Asian egg rolls and the names? So the Vietnamese egg roll is called. Well, there's the summer rolls, the fresh ones, and then there's the chagyo. Yeah, and those are rice paper wrappers. Yeah, Koreans don't have an egg roll. Japanese don't have an egg roll. Do they not have a spring? No, no, no. So the Chinese is is twinjen. It's a spring roll. Mm. And Philippines have lumpia. Lumpia. Yeah. Oh my god, I now I want fucking spring rolls, man. Now, do you like okay, do you like a per- perfect version of the the fried spring roll, Dave? Cuz there's the ones that have kind of like the smoother, once they're fried, they're still smooth like a lumpia style and then like the kind of like Chinese American bubbly crusted super th- crunchy outside rolls and then the chagyo with like the fried rice paper just in terms of the outside just in terms of the wrapper the, the, well, well the chagyo the vietnamese one doesn't get as crispy as i'd like that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that i don't consume them at mass in mass quantities mass I, quantities. Think, <laughs> I think i think you gotta i think you gotta get it as like a, a like a spring roll a kind of crunch on the wrapper where it's like biting into toffee. It's going to shatter. That's Mm. what I want. And it has to have majority of vegetables with like just a little bit of meat or shrimp or something like that thrown in. Mm -hmm. But uh, I also like the ones that have like noodle noodles in them. Those are good. Yeah. With like the rice noodles in them. Yeah. An underfilled roll is bad. Worse than an underfilled dumpling, I think is an underfilled spring roll. Anything underfilled, what is worse, an underfilled joint or underfilled spring roll? Ooh. <laughs> an underfilled joint or an under Well, the thing is like an underfilled joint is just gonna it's still gonna get you there. You just have to have more of it. A spring roll every bite will I mean, be I guess the question is what's more embarrassing? Ooh, an improperly ro- a poorly rolled joint or a poorly rolled spring roll. You know, that's one thing that is a true skill that if you want a real party trick, just be a great joint roller. Mm-hmm. 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 Every party needs one. 
Everyone, everyone's going to be like, wow, you don't have to practice piano. You don't have to play, you know, <laughs> piano man or some other fucking <laughs> shit on the piano. Just roll something in, in papers and people will be like, oh my God, that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Wait, do you think that would be a good party trick or a bad party trick to have up your sleeve if you could only play piano man? <laughs> just, just, just the like, one song. You can play it perfectly. You can play it perfectly, but you could only play a piano man. So maybe it's impressive mm. to a new group of people, but any party with overlap with other people that you've been to a party with before, <laughs> you look like a fucking idiot. So I, I will say, piano I, man. I am the guy who picks up the guitar in the middle of the party because that's know. the only talent that I, <laughs> I know you guys know but we know that my my repertoire on the guitar is fairly small because it's not an instrument that I've, I've particularly mastered so it tends to be like the first time I pick it up people are okay with it the second time I pick it up they're like that song again you're gonna play that song again okay <laughs> I, I got I got a quick 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 story and I'll make it anonymous but I was at a party several years ago and um, sitting by a campfire type of thing, people drinking some wine. There were a couple chefs there, not chefs, but they're in the restaurant industry. Let me just say that one well-known one, not so well-known, but they brought their guitars to this party (laughs) or they brought the guitars out of the car and somebody that works with Nora Jones. And I think it was like a singer songwriter, beautiful voice absolutely beautiful voice singing. Everyone's like, wow, this guy's amazing. It's like one of those moments you're like, wow, this guy should make a career out of this. And you're like, oh, he did. He's that good at it. (laughs) You know, that kind of like, holy shit moment. Like you are so good at this. And guess what? These two knuckleheads did. They played along and then over this person. (laughs) No. Oh no. I believe uh, they did a cover of Ryan Adams. Oh no. <laughs> a, 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 whisk, a whiskey town song that I didn't whiskey. even know was a fucking song. God. But someone said, because the only reason I know this, I was like, what the f-? somebody said, what the fuck are they playing? <laughs> and someone said, I think they're doing a cover of Ryan Adams. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Hey, Dave, my name is Africa. As a professional cook, I have been in many different restaurants, and there's been one thing I think is unnecessary. Warm plates, overrated or underrated. Also, cold salad plates, overrated or underrated. I disagree with you intensely across the board. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cold plates for cold food. You need hot plates for hot food. The only thing that is problematic when the the plates are too hot or just lukewarm I think they have to be like 100, 135, 140 degrees, something like that, 60 Celsius about or so. Um, it's got to be enough heat where if you sauce it, it doesn't dry out the sauce and stay in your plate. And cold plates, I'll take them frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll take them goddamn frozen because what you have to put into consideration is oftentimes the draft in a kitchen because there always is, usually because you have a hood. So the airflow in restaurants are always wonky. I've done a lot of restaurants, so I could talk about airflow. Uh, with hoods on, it changes a lot of things. So a lot of times in front of the pass where you're garnishing a plate, you have uh, literally like a weather pattern, like an El Nino nor'easter weather pattern that can like make your plates cold, uh, potentially. <laughs> And then a lot of restaurants may be far away from the dining room. So you want to have your plates hot enough to help fight 
the laws of thermodynamics. Cold plates is probably the, the biggest fucking disaster is when you plate plates that come right out of the dishwasher. And this is part of your mise en place if you work in Grand Manger or something. If you're low on plates and you know that you're, say, it's, your, it's like 745 and you know you're going to get another hit, it's your job to actually let the dish crew know and your sous chef or someone else know that, hey, if you get a moment, can you get me some plates and cool them down? It's literally part of your mise en place that you should be cooling them down. You can't really wash them in cold water because you got to dry them and sometimes you smudge them. So a lot of times you put them in your low boy if you have that thing. But I do think it's part of how you make food. And too many times you'll see salads on hot plates or mm-hmm. uh, nothing worse than a terrine or torchon au foie on a, on a warm plate because that will start to fucking melt. And uh, I've seen it all. It happens. It's, a, it's, it's infuriating. So what's uh, two questions? Is that a lot longer explanation than anyone thought they needed? No, no, no. I, I think I think it's all. I, I was I was uh, right there with you, but I got two follow ups from from me. What is a worse crime than Dave? A cold dish, a salad on a warm plate, or a warm dish on a cold plate? How cold is the warm dish? Let's say you put you plated it actually on a plate out of the low boy. You put a warm dish on that versus you plated a salad on a dish that came straight out of the dishwasher. Or Daniel asks, cold beer, warm glass. Which of those three is the worst crime? I'm trying to put on my King Solomon hat here. <laughs> he's, he's actually like, I'm, I'm looking at Dave right now, and I know we've made this reference on this show before, but it seriously looks like I'm watching Doctor Strange spinning at a different speed, running scenarios <laughs> in his head. <laughs> Don't laugh. This is serious. Okay, I'm not, okay. I just think it's... I mean, in, in some way, this question is as difficult as a real-life trolley car problem. <laughs> it is not that How deep, do you, man. Can you... No, it is. You can, you can save... You can sacrifice one to save five. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Because at the end result is something that's wrong. So in a world where both situations are wrong, what are my options, Chris? In this world where both situations are wrong, I guess you have to choose the thing that has the that will hurt the fewest people. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> he refuses to play the game. What? No. I think this is the plot of the good place. I don't think that's uh, what Solomon would have done. But that's your apocryphal place. version of the Bible, not mine. <laughs> here's my here's my other follow up. If you're sitting at a restaurant and the waiter is dropping the plates and they say careful, this plate is really hot. Have you ever once resisted the temptation to touch that plate? <laughs> I, I never listen to them. <laughs> but when they put it down, don't you have to touch the plate when they say it's hot? I want to show them that <laughs> I'm impervious to pain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 100%. like, it's like, I, I like, We'll put it down, and I must always will like nudge it a little bit to be like, you see, it's not that fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, always right. Like, oh, let me just pull it a little closer to myself. You see that I touched it, right? <laughs> you saw that I touched it. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, Marion Russell has another sort of temperature related question. Marion says, "Loving Momofuku's sauces and salts." I have a question about soy sauce. My grandmother from Japan always kept it in the refrigerator. No soy sauce labels seem to specify a refrigerator after opening. Is there a benefit to refrigerating it? Um, 
blah, 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 something about being nicer to Isaac, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You're just going to hand wave that? I think over the past set, like 15 or so podcasts, we've been extremely nice. No, you Super haven't. Nice. Are you kidding Super me? Super duper nice. Oh, man. Remember last podcast when you made fun of me for saying chicken noodle soup was an American classic? Well, that deserved it. That was us protecting the I, honor you knew of Asian what I noodle soup. You knew I was referring to Campbell chicken noodle soup and the iconography of Americana. Well, Isaac, if you literally killed somebody, what was I, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a murder? It equates to murder for you, Shane? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, everything is relative. In my world, it is. You just murdered somebody. Wow. An angel died. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, all, right, all right, answer the question. What was the question? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. By the way, thank you. Uh, if you haven't tried out the sesame oil, please do. It is. Ooh, I got my first taste. Super Chang. clean. Oof, delicious. It is good, right? Just toasted enough. I should give a recipe for how I like to use that as a dressing. I'll just give you right now. It's sesame. It's our sesame oil. It's one small clove of garlic, minced. The tamari or momo tamari or momo soy, a little agave, a little kochukaru, or if you don't have kochukaru, Thai bird chili will work. If you don't have that, I guess some kind of dash of hot sauce, some rice wine vinegar, mix it up, season the t- taste. It may need more sesame oil. And that's it. Mm. And then you use that as like a massage oil? It's my face mask. Let me... <laughs> But you don't need to, you don't need to refrigerate it because of the sodium content in it. What about sesame oil? You throwing that in the fridge? No, I think generally they say to, but I don't either. I don't because I use mine a lot. Yeah, I mean I, I go through extra virgin olive oil. I go through sesame oil so fast it makes me concerned. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Patricia Lee writes... Love all your shows and everything you do for the restaurant Asian American community. Uh, with things opening back up again and summertime here, it also means it's barbecue slash potluck season again. Any go-to potluck dish suggestions? Much appreciation, Patricia. Um, I'm cooking a uh, hole right now in a smoker. And shameless plug once again, I've just done it in Momofuku savory salt. I do think the spicy is an amazing summer rub. So that's what I would do. But any large chunk of meat is going to do great. Chuck roast, pork butt. You don't have to do it as a bosom style. Pork belly. Everybody loves crispy pork belly. Pork ribs. Delicious. Mm -hmm. And I think keep it simple. Even if you don't have savory salt, just use salt and pepper. It's fine. 
Are you a gentleman who, if you're invited to a potluck, will bring a quote unquote main course like that? You'll never just do a. a oh, I'll be honest. I've never been invited to a potluck. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> so I, I wouldn't know. Except coming up on the Recipe Club finale episode, we are going to be covering this very topic with a, a potluck. Uh, and Dave's right. He didn't really bring anything to that potluck either. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've never been invited to a potluck ever. I think that's probably a you specific thing because people don't want a chef one-upping them. Well, if people want to play down to the competition, they can do so. Uh, I'm going to bring a full entree type of guy because I think the worst potlucks you go to is where there's like four different potato salads and two mac and cheeses and like a cheese tray and nothing substantial. So I'm going to bring what I want to eat. That's the best potluck tip for me. Bring what you want to eat. I think the best potluck, and I tried to, we did do this when the fire wildfires got really bad in California three years ago. Oh, yeah. We did it at the the line and which was the the now closed pot with Roy Choi we invited a bunch of the top LA chefs whoever could make it and we just said bring one deep hotel pan of anything you want to make and we're just going to s- scoop it up and put on 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 plates of food and usually when you go to these like chef functions which are garbage and suck trust me there's a pain in the ass work for the chefs and i don't i think we need to reformat how those things work out like the the chef tasting table things those events what you should do is leave full and i think you should get a big sort of sheet tray and you should get like 20 plops of food on your plate (laughs) (laughs) the ticket says 40 dollars 20 plops (laughs) yeah (laughs) and people were so happy I was there. It was an unfucking believable amount of food. It was I mean, it's like you said, it was the it was the best chefs in LA making potluck food. It was, you know, greens and scoopable stuff, but it was very delicious. You did have the one thing I think that made it possible though is you did have APL smoking meat, so there was like sort of a centerpiece prime rib. And Roy Roy did Roy thing. did meats as well. He did and his hobby, yeah. I think. So yeah, you definitely need to have somebody designated to do meats. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my, my vote for a, a casual potluck is to bring what you want. And then you're, you'll be happy. And who cares about yeah. everybody else? <laughs> do people, by the way, <laughs> you guys go to potlucks on the regular? My, my daughter's little three-person, four-person uh, preschool pod, we've had podlucks. Podlucks. So they have been happen, mm. happening on the regular. We don't call them that, but I just coined that. Great, great. You should trademark I'm very, it. I'm very smart. Uh, Dave, you truly are you just being are you just being no, a uh, no, I've never been invited to a potluck. Never once been invited to a potluck. Really? Come on. How 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 who who would do that? Your friends <laughs> for Friendsgiving? You've never been invited to one of those kind of things? No. I think this is this is a we're this is a bit of a conundrum, Isaac, because the more we dig into this, the more hurtful it's going to be if we name all the different <laughs> yeah. kinds of potlucks. I mean, 4th of July parties. But you always come bearing something, though. Let's talk I about bring, that I for bring, a second. I bring beer. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, but like, you haven't had one of those like holiday weekend parties, Memorial Day weekend parties where four or five different households and... 
just hurtful, man. <laughs> you bring your no food. Fun. Okay, no. Okay, all right. No. What are some What are some more parties he hasn't been invited to, <laughs> Isaac? Can you name any more parties that Dave doesn't get to go to? Anything uh, else? <laughs> New Year's Eve. I mean. Uh, okay. I wanted to, James Fox writes, I wanted to get Dave and Chris's, I will say Isaac's opinion on an experience I recently had on an international flight. I am someone who strangely enjoys the experience of eating on airplanes, although I am often let down by the usual option of chicken or pasta. However, I was on a flight between Paris and New York last week and was pleasantly surprised when the attendant came around to offer me my in-flight meal and gave me the option of Thai red curry or vegetable korma. This took me by complete shock as I'm so accustomed to airplane food equals stereotypical, quote, white people food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Three questions. <laughs> airplane food, overrated, underrated. Two, what is your best, worst airplane food experience? And three was a question I asked Dave on Recipe Club, which is, is there ever a chance of a Dave or Momofuku slash airline collaboration? Let's start with airplane food, overrated or underrated. You guys go first because I have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, I think that it's this is weird I'm going to say that it's underrated because oh. because the trope and the joke about airline food is so prevalent you know airline food is such an easy target but I think there are instances when it's okay. And interestingly, I will say one pro tip I was given a long time ago by a frequent traveler was if you're flying on United, you can request specifically a Hindu vegetarian meal hmm. as a special dietary request, and you're going to get much better food. I don't know. I'm just a fucking, I'm a fucking weirdo too, man. Like I, I just like eating in all instances. So I always eat airplane food. I'm going to predict that Dave is going to be with me because I remember for one reason, one reason only. I remember meeting up with him at an airport one time. He had gotten off a different flight. And the first thing he said was, oh, my God, I just had the most delicious pasta I've ever had Oh, that plate. Okay. But I don't know, Dave. Overrated or underrated? Well, Come on. Well, time. currently right now, it is completely overrated because they're not serving really anything on airplanes. Yeah. I have flown, I don't know, how many millions of miles? You know, I, I know it's like 3 million on like Delta or something stupid like that. But so I've flown insane. a bunch of, I've flown a lot in my life. I've been lucky enough to fly business a lot. I've flown every kind of economy. I've had food all over. Uh, they they got to be specific foods that are going to reheat because effectively you're using a microwave yeah. to make all the food hot again. So, um I don't think anyone domestically has good food. There's some good dishes, but overall, warmed cookies are great. But I think in general, domestic flights don't compare to international flights, particularly Asian food. And when we flew to the Olympics with Dave Cho and Chris Chen in Pyeongchang, we flew first class. I've never flown first class on Korean Air. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we ate so much, so much food. All of it was delicious. I mean, granted, it's not like a restaurant quality, but it's damn near close. And considering you're, yes, you're eating in air, whether it's curry rice or some kind of jjigae, you know, it's awesome. Uh, I think Asiana, uh, Cafe Pacific probably has some of the best. J-A-L, very, very good. 
But when you fly the domestic flights to these Asian countries, not so good. You have to fly mm-hmm. the Asian airlines. Mm-hmm. And even if you're flying economy, you can always get Shin ramen or some kind of instant ramen. And that's all you need on an airplane. Uh, any ra- any place that sells you instant ramen or that that can be your your meal to go, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. And like the kinds of pastas that go- are going to do well are ones like big ziti or lasagna. You know, you're not getting spaghetti pomodoro sauce. You're looking for all foods that are sandbagged. You know, chicken, you want chicken thighs, right? Mm-hmm. It's a one time where, you know, if they serve Chilean sea bass and that's the only fish option, you're like, yeah, you get that because of its fat content. It's going to be fine. So you got to choose your battles. But I'll be honest, most times I don't eat on an airplane unless I know it's going to be like pretty good. Will you ever bring food? Well, that's a big debate. I would make it if I was more organized enough. I'd make myself a little bento. Problem is, if you're going to their Delta Terminal and JFK, you can get Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. Only problem with bringing food from the airline, airport, any kind of fast food. Again, like whenever I'm in Atlanta, it's really hard not to pick up Bojangles um, <laughs> because I'm in a rush in between terminals and I'm like, oh, fuck. And the, the, the issue here is, and vote those that travel know, you don't want to be the asshole changing mm-hmm. the, the air smell uh, yeah. for everyone yeah. around you. And then when you stuff your face like a, an animal, like I do, <laughs> then you have this mess and then you got to give it to the attendant to like clean up. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I, I, mm. I, I try to consume the food before I get on the airplane. And that might be literally shoving that burger that I'm not nibbling around. You know, I'm like, even like I I try to consume everything right before I and my foot enters the doorway to the airplane. And Mm -hmm. then, because usually you can throw it away yourself. So usually that's, that's, that's what I do. I, I, I crush the food, which is again, when you have a carry on, you can't do like a Panda Express. You can't do a salad. You can do the pizza move, right? You got to do, we've already talked about how you hold a pizza, yeah. right? But the problem with the pizza move, you can only eat one slice, right? <laughs> so mm. Mm. you got to go with a burger. You got to go with something that's handheld. But I, I think that's the only way. And I think out of respect to your, your, your neighbors, you should not be eating anything on the airplane that's from somewhere else unless it's something you can't smell like a donut or something like that or a salad i mm. see a lot of salads uh but if anybody's listening i would love to do the airplane food i would love to put pork buns on oh, menus yes. across the board yeah yes. i would say tosi tosi uh tosi has the partnership with JetBlue. that's always nice to have the bagel bombs Ooh. but in general i i think that uh airplane food it's never going to go back to the way it was in like the 50s where they're like cooking on the plane <laughs> Wait, but, um, they used to do that, really? I mean, if you look at old photos, they like literally stroll their cart out, like a geared on out with chef hats, and they're like making you show. Wow. You would like turn, um, you would like sit down at a table mm. <laughs> with your companions, have a meal, drink a gimlet, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like that was what? like an airplane experience, man. I had no idea. Yeah, man. I mean, I never really? experienced it, but it's my dream. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, 
I think I bored the entire audience with my rambling. No, I, that was fascinating <laughs> though. We we could do an entire episode on on airplane food. But, but what we really should talk about is the best air, airports and airport lounges and where. Because I was going to say we didn't airports. even talk about. Yeah, speaking of Turkish airlines, the Istanbul Turkish Airlines lounge is is fucking outrageous, <laughs> outrageous, <laughs> holy fucking shit! I'm going to try to remember some of the things. There is a. There's like a virtual driving range. Like, what is it called, Dave? When you like hit into a screen or whatever. Yeah, like, there's they have one of those that. They have in there. Xboxes there. <laughs> yeah, there's a car racing thing with like little motorized race cars. People are making like pide and like flatbreads to two order. Bake- yeah, there's two bakeries on each floor <laughs> where they're yeah. making breads to order. Separate to that, they are making the pides. Yeah. In independently of the bakeries. Yeah. <laughs> It's so like everything so is crazy. fresh, and I was like, "This is the best airport lounge I've ever been." Yeah, it's like a whole little city in there. It's it's pretty amazing. It's like six or seven floors. <laughs> it is and gigantic. It, 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 and if the world ended, it's what I'd like the arc of humanity to look like. <laughs> it has that total vibe too. I think there's like a live pianist in there, just like yeah. playing music as like the world is burning around you. It's kind of amazing. Somehow yeah. I got I made it to the the arc. <laughs> we need uh, a loud, for, obnoxious, yelling asshole Korean. <laughs> you made it up to the I'm arc. Yeah. Well, do we need two of them? No, no, just one <laughs> will do. Just one will be fine. Um, all right, we're running out of time here. Let's get a couple more of these in before we uh completely crap out here. Um Andrew Cox has a question here about um Katsuobushi in the bag pre-shaved versus shaving it yourself off of a block. Is there a huge difference in quality? I've never shaved it. And then he's asking if there's a way to shave the block without the special box. First, Katsuobushi, for those that don't know, is one of the building blocks of Japanese cuisine. I'm going to say several hundreds of years old. It is specifically most of the time made with bonito fish, I think one of the reasons why it happened is because bonito fish deteriorates so quickly when it's caught in the rigor mortis. Right, right after rigor mortis, it starts to like literally disintegrate. And that's my, I haven't done any research into this, but that's just what I think. I haven't cooked bonito. And they catch a bunch of them. They fillet them. They smoke them. No, they fillet them. They inoculate them. Then they smoke them. And then they dry them. And then... That drying process, depending in the old school way, they're not doing it in like hotter ovens. They're just doing it naturally. Can be anywhere from like six months to a year or something like that. Um, so really great katsubushi, number one, is stuff that will never make it to America. It's just not happening. Maybe there's a handful of chefs that might get great katsubushi. Anyway, it should look like amber when you crack it in the middle, right? It is a magical process. It is... Fermentation, it is um, alchemy. It's fucking amazing. Uh, if you watch an old like uh, Mind of a Chef episode, you'll see us fucking around with that. We 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 turn pork tenderloin into pork bushi, buta bushi. You can do any protein really and turn it into bushi, but it takes a long time. It takes a really fucking long time. The process of making katsuobushi is so instantaneous to a lot of cooks in America and home cooks here around the world that I don't think people realize how slow of a process it actually is. It is 
one of the slowest foods you could possibly eat, but consumed and made so quickly. So katsuo is something that has a lot of different grades. The best grades of katsuo never leave Japan. And that's what I'm not trying to say that you can't get it, but it's really difficult to get really great katsuo. Or not just any Japanese product uh, can be good, but like even like the, the, the super perfect fruits, like they're the second tier. Everything that's the best of is staying in Japan. So that being said, one of my early jobs was shaving katsuo. But not by hand. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any restaurant that does it by hand mm. in the Katsuo box. It just takes too much time. And quite frankly, it's fucking dangerous. A lot of the yeah. top restaurants have what looks like a shoe polish machine, but with like a plastic box. And you just press it and it's like instantly, you know, like all, like all the shit fucking develops, all the shavings. And uh, you, you try to do it all a minute as, as close to possible because all the essential oils and everything. Um, there are places I worked at a place in Tokyo that got delivered bags in the morning hmm. and afternoon. <laughs> so it's a pretty stark difference. Oh my God. It's fucking night and day. It, wow. it, you know, it's, it's literally like if you saw like if Japan played American football, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. You're like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we do it too, but not really. <laughs> you know, like, so so even the places that weren't shaving it themselves were getting it delivered fresh. It's a serious process. It is a fundamental building block to Japanese cuisine. Um, it doesn't always have to be katsu. You can do it with anchovies and stuff. But the idea of steeping dried seafood to make a flavorful broth is something that I, I, I think we should probably be doing a lot more of in general. But in America, I use the shave stuff that you get at this Japanese supermarket because you know what? It's fine. And uh, now that I have a kitchen, I don't use hondashi as much um, when I didn't have anything. But now that I do, I tend to make it because I just put it in my teapot thing and I just cook it that way. And it's really quick. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's like one of those cold brew press type of things. A French press would work really and again, I'm not going to go into specifics. I'm not going to go into steeping your kombu and shit like that. I don't use kombu all that much. I'm usually just trying to get the flavor of the katsuo and I, I steep it like a tea. You should not boil your katsuo bushi. Um, I have two katsuo blocks. I used to. And I don't do it because it's just too much fucking work to shave. So in America, just buy the, the shit that you get at the grocery store. That box thing has always struck me as terrifying shaving it on the little box because it's like it's like a mandolin that you have to push really hard to make work which just seems like the most dangerous possible thing i mean i'm sure that's how it was before but i haven't seen any listen i spent a lot of time in japan but i haven't seen any restaurant that i see i've seen the kitchen where they're shaving it by hand i, I i'm sure i'm wrong um all right, let's do one last little reader submitted, or reader, listener submitted question. This is more of a statement. This comes from our iTunes page, I believe. Uh, username Chinese Food with three zeros for the O's gave us five stars and uh, responds to this is a response to Dave's revelation a few episodes ago that his dentist told him when you're brushing your teeth, you don't need to rinse after brushing. 
which blew our minds. One of open. the most shocking things I've ever heard. In <laughs> One life. of the most shocking developments that's ever uh, happened here. Um, Chinese food says, look, I had to re-download my Apple iPod Nano podcast page app to leave this review. I literally just brushed my teeth without rinsing with water. And I got to say, it's really weird. I don't know how much of this foamy stuff I can ingest before getting sick, even if it's just the small amounts after spitting most of it out. I'm pretty sure my U.S. health insurance won't take a, <laughs> take quote, a podcast about microwaves said it was okay as a valid reason. <laughs> so I'm going to have to campaign for y'all to start a GoFundMe to fix my cavity-free stomach five stars because I love y'all. Dave, the people out there are are not spitting, not rinsing now. I didn't rinse one or two times and I couldn't take it. Are you still continuing your no rinse after brushing? I think about doing it. <laughs> Wait, you don't? I started that's doing half it. the battle. Four out of five dentists say if you think about flossing, that's enough. <laughs> even when I, even when I, 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 every time I brush my teeth, it's so ingrained in me that I could think about doing it, and my your body's still gonna move. I'm so programmed. It's just, it's just like no way. There's no way. Um, so you know, I'm teaching Hugo to brush his teeth. He, he's doing it now at the age of like two something. He knows to spit that shit out. So I don't know. <laughs> I've been doing it, and it, and it's it feels good. It feels actually good to keep the mint of it. So you're brushing, spitting out the bulk of it. I spit out, yeah, I spit out as Wiping much as your I mouth can. And just moving on with your day. Yeah, and I wipe my mouth. Can I? Can I? Can, can I ask? How many of you guys out there shower and shave and, and brush your teeth? You mean brush your teeth in the shower? In the shower. Yeah, brush your teeth in the shower. Yeah. I'm sure a fair amount. I've done that before. Until recently, that was my um, preferred method of brushing my teeth was in the shower. My friend oh God. several years ago said, you need to grow the fuck up and not do this anymore. <laughs> Wait. What, why, is that a, why is that a childish thing? Why is that that's, an immature thing? That's what thing? I said. That's what I said. I was like, What's wrong? It's highly efficient for me. It's highly efficient. Mm-hmm. What's the argument against? What's the argument I, against uh, why, it? Why, why, why is that like a childish thing for me to want to do it in the shower? You know what? Also conserves water. <laughs> I mean, More or I want to know if there's of. anybody out there that is so vehemently opposed to showering and brushing your teeth simultaneously. I think it should become the new norm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm not saying bath. If you took a bath and you fucking did that, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> There's standards here, guys. You know what, Dave? We need to build a coalition here, man. I don't think you, you know, can, I don't think that, you can using, shun the bath bath brushers right off the yeah, bat. We need them. Using, using the, the vehemently opposed position, using their logic, I don't shower in the fucking sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if there's any, I come to think of it, I've been given some shit for this too, and I have never gotten a good, re- satisfactory reason as Tell to me why, why I'm weird. Tell me why. Tell me why it's a bad thing. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys can write in next time we do an Ask Dave mailbag, I'm sure we'll cover it. Give us a good, cogent argument. I'm not reading any fucking bullshit. Oh, ones. I got one more thing. One more thing. So Grace the other day just had to get it off her chest because she was like. You're doing it to Hugo's toothpaste too. Would you stop it? I said, what? <laughs> you take your toothpaste and you squeeze from the middle. <laughs> oh no, Dave. <laughs> like a, like a, yeah. like. Come on. Uh, yeah. She's like, you got to go from the end. And I said, I will do that. 
when it comes time. When it comes time. No, guys. <laughs> yes. I'm on Grace's side. You have to you have to do it from the end. It's no. neat. You roll it up. Yeah, no. and I don't I don't make the this goddamn noise when I'm getting a tooth. I don't go, Ugh. I don't say that. Like Grace says that I do. That's fucking a lie. <laughs> she says you grunt I don't know. like Tarzan when you squeeze the toothpaste. I, Isaac, don't deprive us of this. Like squeezing the toothpaste from the middle is one of the great things. Next, right up there. There's with, very like, few things I have control this, over. I completely, and you know what? Completely this, disagree. This tube of inanimate tooth shit. They don't control me. I yeah. own it, and I will <laughs> squeeze it however the fuck I want to. Squeezing uh, from the middle of the toothpaste jar and being the first person to break the smooth top of a new container of peanut butter are the only joys I have left in life. So just don't <laughs> fucking take these away from me. That's a me, sad man. statement about your life, Chris. Yes. You Leave have children. Yeah. Yeah. You know what my favorite That's thing why. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to teach Hugo not to do is to quadruple dip into the peanut butter. Mm. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> he can he'll just eat peanut butter raw now, and I'm like, yeah. Part of me's like, yeah. ah, damn it. Calories. It's calories. It's protein. Yeah. Maybe a little too much sugar and salt, but god damn it. It's, it's good ultimately for good for him. Yeah. And and like I don't want to disturb him eating it because he's in a very picky phase. So now mm. I'm just like, mm. am I creating a bad habit by letting him just Gorge himself right out. <laughs> no, we are in the exact same boat because Keith is super picky, and the only way will he'll eat anything is if he can dip it in something else. So now it's just like, okay, I guess you can dip your quesadilla in your yogurt, whatever, man. Just eat it as long as you eat it. Dip whatever the fuck you need to dip, dude. Just dip away. Yeah, it's really, it's really tough. And I know this is turning quick, dads, but I don't love ketchup. Other than we talked about it, a little bit of French fries, a little bit of hamburger. I am really perturbed at Hugo's. Hugo doesn't even love the French fry. Mm. He loves it as a vehicle to lick ketchup off of. Oh, no. And he discards the French fry. <laughs> and it's, it's honestly, it's making me fucking sad. It's, it's heartbreaking, man. It's a tragedy. <laughs> that is kind of just like a middle finger straight First you. off, I'm having creating like a ketchup son that likes ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to put it on his fucking eggs. God. Oh, no. Can I still love my son if he does this? <laughs> this is what I'm talking to my shrink about. <laughs> um, all right. Listeners out there, I, what I would love to do is include some of your voices in this and not just me doing my best imitation of you all. So if you want, send your questions in the form of voice memos. We'll play some entertaining stories. If you guys leave them, we have so many love crapshally stories and I refuse to read anymore. I'm <laughs> so grossed out. Uh, but Hey, it's cool that you guys all poop in front of each other and on mm. each other and around each other. It's cool. <laughs> on it's, each cool. Other. it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. On it's each cool. other. It's cool. I'm sorry. Is this Billy cool. in season one? Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Um, get us, get us out of here, Dave. You do it. Give us four stars on the <laughs> iTunes, Apple uh, in, uh, uh, application. See? You don't even know how to do it. <laughs> it's not that easy. Uh, rotate that click wheel to the right until you hear it click five stars. <laughs> um, press the center button on your iPod Megas. And Mega. um, be safe, everybody. <laughs>